Good afternoon, and welcome to Faith Talk with Zamaya. You're listening to your inspirational podcast where faith and hope collide. Good afternoon, and welcome to Faith Talk with Zamaya. I am yours truly, Zamaya. Happy Friday! <laughs> Another awesome, amazing, beautiful Friday. Hot. You guys, it has been so hot <laughs> where I am, and the humidity is just like a hot breath okay so I have been trying to stay cool and stay inside because it has been so hot outside um but can you believe we are in the second week of July I cannot believe we are already in the other half of the year I'm like we're gonna be saying Merry Christmas before (laughs) you know it okay I'm quite sure the stores are already preparing to put out Halloween Thanksgiving Thanksgiving and Christmas like they just completely rush us once July gets here But I hope you guys have had another awesome, awesome week. You know, I hope your day has been nothing less than spectacular. And guess what? If it hasn't, there is still time left in the day for a a complete turnaround. You know, oftentimes we let one event paint the entire day. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, right? Because it steals the beauty of the remainder of the day. And I tell you, I am speaking from experience. I know how, you know, one thing can just <laughs> ruin a day or or attempt to ruin a day or even attempt to ruin a month or a season of months, you know. So I, I, I totally understand it, but we really have to bring our thoughts under subjection and say, you know what? Not my will, but God's will, you know, because God seeks to bless us and bring us closer to him. And so we can't let something that, you know, imagine if something takes place at nine o'clock in the morning, you know, you have to ask yourself, should it wipe out the complete beauty of the day, you know, or if something happens at nine o'clock at night, does that mean that the goodness that took place before it? you know, it becomes void. No, this is the day that the Lord has made and we are to rejoice and be glad in it. And I know that, you know, sometimes that is easier said than done. (laughs) I totally get it. But it's something that we definitely have to practice, okay? Um, And like I said before, I I, I speak from experience. I've had something unbelievable. Listen, this is why I'm so excited about today's podcast because it just gets real and it gets candid, okay? You know, um, I had something unbelievable and unexpected happen to me on June 2nd of this year. And, you know, what is so crazy is that on June 1st... June 1st, I declared June will be a month of joy. You know how you have like affirmations and declarations and you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm believing. This is what I'm declaring. And so on June 1st, I'm like, this is going to be a month of joy. You know, come what may, the will of the Lord, the word of the Lord is joy. June will be joy. Well, beloved (laughs) friends and family. June 1st, 
I said June is a month of joy. June 2nd, uh, around about, I'd say 11 o'clock a.m., sorrow hit myself and my family in such a great, I mean, unbelievable way. Great, I mean, great sorrow. And um, it, it knocked the wind out of me to a point to where I just had to go silent. And then there were tears. <laughs> um and I tell you, that first full week was so somber. And the next week was, you know, more somber and more sorrow. And, and you know, it was an adjustment. And you know, I see a lot of memes sometimes that say, check on your strong friends because, you know, they're struggling. Or, you know, check on your friends that are smiling because they're going through. And let me tell you. Um, since June 2nd, I have been that person where I have been smiling and laughing and enjoying, you know, and trying to enjoy my life, but I have been broken on the inside, um, because of the sorrow. But you know, <laughs> the crazy thing is that even though that was happening in my life, um, I never stopped worshiping. I didn't, I, I, I still went to church, you know, I had to work through it, um, and so I never stopped worshiping with, with tears in my eyes. Unbelief. Listen, y'all, it has been real these last couple of weeks. Unbelief sometimes in my heart. You know, my spirit just wrecked, just broken. I kept declaring, you know, whether loudly or in a whisper, June will still be a month of joy, you know. And the enemy, <laughs> listen, the enemy was speaking the words of Job's wife the entire time, curse God and die, okay? Because I, I, he heard my declaration just like heaven heard my declaration and he saw my sorrow just like heaven saw my sorrow. And so the enemy attacked, you know, he attacked and he said, <laughs> Curse God and die, you know, curse God and die. That is what, man, I think about it now and I think about what God has brought me through. And I am just so, I thank God for the other side, okay? I, I really just want to shout on the podcast this morning and tell you how good God is. Because if you only knew what he brought me out of, oh my goodness, God, glory to God. <laughs> but... The enemy was speaking the words of Job's wife, curse God and die. And you know, Job's wife said, he, she said to Job, are you trying to maintain your tech, your integrity? Curse God and die. You know, that's, that's truly what it is that we're trying to do when we're holding on. We're like, I know what God said. I know what God can do. I, I just got to hold on. And all that time, you know, Life is beating you up, beating you up, beating you up, beating you up. And the enemy is just hoping that you would just curse God and die. Job's wife wanted him to come into agreement with the sorrow that was present. Listen, being sad, you know, going through emotions, having trauma and tragedy happen to your life, you're going to respond, okay? Responding or reacting is not a sin. It is a... a, a a natural reaction to life. It's when you come in agreement with your sorrow that things begin to break down. Your relationship with God begins to get shaky. Everything around you begins to muddle and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on?
And in Job's case, you know, I don't know if you've read that story, but and I, if you haven't read the book of Job, please go read it because it's an amazing story. But he had lost, you know, his children, his livestock, his livelihood. Sickness was upon him and, and disaster was all around. And so one would agree, you know, if you if you read his story, one would agree or understand that if Job wanted to give up, you know, if Job said, you know what, I'm done, I'm sick of this, this is over. Because he had lost so much and because it looked like God had forsaken him. But Job said, listen, Job said in Job 2 and 10, you speak as a foolish woman speaks. He told her, should we accept from God only good and not adversity? <laughs> you know, because we, we think about it. Think about it. Think about it. And even myself, we want all the good from God. It's natural to want good things. But when adversity comes, oh my goodness, it's like, Lord, where are you? What are you doing? You know, as if we never read the lion, the, uh, Daniel in the lion's den or Jonah in the well. Like we don't know that things happen in Christianity um, that are not the most comfortable things, but God was with them the entire time. But, you know, <laughs> we forget when adversity comes. Because uh, some people would say, Job, what are you talking about? You know, have you lost it? You have nothing. You have nothing. Do you still believe that God is with you, you know, in that moment? And, beloved, I believe, this is what I believe. Having gone through what I went through these past couple of weeks, I believe that he, you know, he truly believed. He had faith that the God who blessed him greatly could do it again. Come on. Hallelujah. He could do it again. Why do I believe that? Because in Job 2 and 3, it says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one on earth like him, blameless and upright, fearing God and shunning evil. He still retains his integrity, even though you incited me against him to ruin him without cause. Listen, for God to speak those kind of words about him. Like this is, you imagine going to get a job. You're going for a job and you need references. For the Lord to be a reference for Job, my God. What an amazing referral. What an amazing witness that the God in heaven, my goodness, would refer you. Oh my God, to know that, you know, my beloved they're not going to leave my presence. No matter what is happen, happening presently in their life, they're not going to leave my presence. They know that in the midst of their enemies, I'm going to prepare a table. You know, I just think it's, it's amazing that the God of heaven would refer you because he knows and he trusts your goodness. You know, that just does something to my spirit. You know, oh, that's one of my greatest prayers. That God would have great confidence in me, you know, uh, that God would have great confidence in you, in us. You know, can God say that about us? Can we put God down as a reference? Can he say, you know, have you considered Zemiah? Have you considered Rose? Have you considered Claudia? Have you considered Jacob? Have you considered Joseph? You know, can he have confidence in us? 
And I've heard it declared, you know, confidence in God can be called Godfidence. You know, I have Godfidence, man, because of all that I've been through, <laughs> all, that I, all that I have endured, I truly have Godfidence. And so the true question is, does he have sunfidence, okay, in us? Does he have sunfidence? See, we can have confidence in God and we call it Godfidence, but can he have confidence in his sons and his daughters? You know, that we are true sons and daughters chasing after his heart. That calamity, that tragedy would not surrender, you know, would not cause us to surrender. Listen, it is only faith that allows us to respond yes, you know. And sometimes it is that mustard seed of faith. I don't care if you have been saved for two minutes or 20 years. There are be, there will be times in your life where you are only having um, a, a little mustard seed. <laughs> you have been beat up. You have been, you know, it, it, you're going to experience it. And I think it's so amazing that God can take our mustard seed of faith and grow something unbelievably strong that causes us to go to the next level. Because faith is what? It is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. I can't see it. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know how you're going to do it. But I have faith. I have confidence in the power of God. And you see, faith, that confidence, is what the enemy loves to attack. You know, he is after your I believe most people that think that the enemy is out to ruin your life. No, that's not true. The enemy wants you to have the most amazing life. He just wants you to, to credit it to him. You know, he's out to ruin your relationship. Your relationship between you and the Lord. How you see God. Because how you see God affects everything. Because even if you see God as a baby in a manger... You're seeing him wrong because he's strong and mighty. And if you see him as that little boy out preaching among the people, you're still seeing him wrong. If you see him still as the Jesus on the cross, you are still seeing him wrong because he is risen. He is seated at the right hand of the father and he has all power in his hands. And if you don't see him that way, my God, your thought, your thinking, it is limited. Your power, your ability to walk in the authority that God has caused you to be called to, it will be, it, it be diminished because you don't understand who you are. You don't understand, you know, who, who you are in Christ because you don't have right thinking about Christ. Your relationship has been torn. And that is what the enemy is after. He would love it if you never had a relationship with the Lord, you know, but if you do, even if you have a mustard seed relationship, it's too must. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? And if you don't really know, please Google it because it's really tiny. Listen, that little tiny mustard seed scares the enemy. Why? Because he knows God is great. God, he's already, it, the what is so funny to me as I think about it is that, the enemy knows the power of God. 
He knows the power of God. He knows his splendor. He knows his majesty. He knows that he is above all and and he knows it. He doesn't want you to know it. You know, you ever been around someone and they're like, you know, I don't want you to be friends with them because I'm not friends with them. That's exactly how the enemy is. I'm not friends with him. You don't need to be friends with him. I come to tell you today, Satan, I am a friend of God. You need to declare that right now. I am a friend of God and he calls me friend. And that's his number one goal. That is the enemy's number one goal for my relationship, my friendship with God to be severed. You know, because if I am not a friend of God, then it's hard for me to carry out the vision of God. Come on now. And, um, and so as believers, we really have to protect, you know, our, our relationship, uh, with the Lord because the enemy is always after, you know, our, our beliefs and I came up with something or as I was studying, something popped up in my spirit and it just said, you know, you are a believer, But if the enemy can separate you from your belief, then you are just left with the R, the actual letter R. You know, believer is B-E-L-I-E-V-E-R. And if he takes away your belief, you're just left with the R. And the enemy is hoping that that R would stand for ruined or retreated or ransacked or reviled or rebelled. But beloved, there is a God that sits high and he looks slow and he's an expert at leaving the 99 for the one. And so he will take that lonely R and make it stand for redeemed and restored and repented, renewed, regenerated. You know, the enemy is truly defeated every single time. But he is after your belief in God. He is after your relationship. He is after your friendship. He is after that lordship that the Lord has over you. He is after you saying that Jesus is your savior. And he uses friends. He uses family, your job, political agendas, all sorts of things just to get you to break up with heaven. But guess what? I tell you, I sit in great joy this morning because, you know, of just of what I've been through. I know that I am seated in heavenly places. And when I, when my earthly view is clouded, my heavenly seat is still sure. And God is still working on my behalf because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And beloved, that's the same for you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I'm believing that God would give us great faith, that he would help us, you know, with our unbelief, that he would give us great, that cause our faith to grow stronger, that we would stand on his promises, that we would walk in the authority that has been poured out. 
Man, and and <laughs> if we really think about it, we have faith. People say, oh, you know, I don't really have faith that my faith is broken or whatever. No, you have faith, okay? Because when you go out to crank your car, you have faith that it will <laughs> turn on, okay? When you sit down in a chair, you have faith that it will hold you up. And when you pick up your cell phone, hello, come on. Some of you are listening that way right now. When you when you pick up your cell phone, you have great confidence that it's going to work. I mean, great faith. And some of you guys have exceedingly abundant faith because you have purchased that iPhone 10 for $1,000. Listen, if that's not faith, I don't know what is, honey, because even the insurance is just, <laughs> no. But you imagine... If the faith that we put in material things to perform, come on, Holy Spirit, imagine if you had such great faith in the Father to fulfill his word. Godfidence. Ah, Godfidence. Someone near to my heart uh, said to me in June, you can obey God and not believe. We must believe. And I had to be honest with myself. There were areas where I simply was obeying, but not believing. You know, my earthly father, he had taught me with his words to obey, but his actions, he taught me to not believe. And, you know, there is a direct correlation with your relationship with your father on earth and the relationship that you have with your father in heaven. So... You know, I had heard the word of God, but the question was, did I truly believe it? Did I believe the words God had spoken over me? You know, did I believe the promises and the prophecies? Did I believe or or had I grown weary? (laughs) The Lord brought a favorite phrase I I love to say. And um, when I'm talking to couples or individuals about likability, I often say, I can love you, but do I like you? You know, it's easy for me to love. I I tell people it's a gift because I just love everyone. And I give everyone like a great measure of love because, you know, that's what I've always wanted. And so I love you because God says so. You know, I owe you to love you. But do I like you? You know, if I like you, then I'll trust you. You know, I I will want to be around you and I'll lend my ear to what you have to say. And, you know, I'm more likely to honor you. And so after my friend said to me, you can obey and not believe. God said to me, just like you can love me and not like me. (laughs) Somebody say, ouch. Okay. You can love me, Zamaya, and not like me. And, And that really, you know, it hit me hard because immediately there were, there were areas that arose in my mind where I saw that I loved God, but I didn't like him. I didn't like his decision-making process. I didn't like what he allowed. I didn't like it. And it was affecting my faith, you know, my ability to fully trust. And I believe that is why God has me speaking um, and you listening right now, you know, to settle some areas in our hearts and minds where we are obeying but not believing You know, where we love God, but we don't like him. Uh, There are some things that, you know, you just don't understand. Some things that have threatened to completely 
wipe out your faith, to completely cause you to surrender your belief. And some of you are hanging on to just that R. As I said before, the enemy has been trying his best to divide you from your faith. Beloved, if you're just holding on to that R, may you use your R to remember. Remember every time when he came through for you. You know, remember, cause your your remembrance um, to come forth and remember when he did something amazing in your life. Remember that, you know, he is a God that doesn't leave or forsake and that his promises are yes and amen. I want you to remember his goodness. Remember his goodness, you know, and that surely his goodness and his mercy has been chasing you down. You know, I had to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I had to be honest and say, God, because I've been hurt, because I've been broken, because I've had to endure. Yeah, there are some areas that I don't trust you. I don't trust you. And with tears in my eyes, I had to just... Uh, yeah, God, that area, I'm wounded. And I've been praying and I've been ministering and I've been doing all these things for your glory. But I am very much hurting. And so this area or these areas, I don't trust you. But God, I want to. I want to trust you. I want to give you my full and undivided attention. I want to, Father. I want to. I want to, my spirit is willing, God, even in the midst of weak flesh, my spirit is willing. And do you know that the moment that I ask God and I, and I, I well, the moment I declare that to God, it was like his all consuming fire began to set me ablaze. To consume those things that threatened our relationship. To consume those things that threatened our friendship. Mm. My God. And I pray right now that the fire of God break through those frozen areas in your life. And I call them frozen areas because the enemy likes us to freeze hurt and harm and pain. He wants us to freeze that moment in time and, and, and causes us to put sticky notes all in our mental thinking, all in our spiritual thinking. He wants us to put those sticky notes up that read the time God didn't come through. Man. Ooh, forgive me. He wants us to believe that there were times that God didn't come through. So I pray the fire of God come and burn through so that all that is left, ah, my God, is an all-consuming fire that consumes us from the inside out. Because, beloved, there is never a time that God has not come through. Your situation may not have changed, but I declare and decree, 
you are changing. You were changed. And I'm believing that God can give you a restored faith and a renewed faith. Amen. Because when you have crazy, crazy, crazy faith, you become you become unstoppable. When you believe that God can do anything, there is not anything you won't do because you know who lives within. If you say that, uh, you know, you are a child of God, then the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you. Now, you know, if you don't trust the Holy Spirit, you know, if you don't engage, then you're just hosting a stranger. Okay, <laughs> you have to engage. And I know sometimes that, that even that is hard because, you know, when you're going through, here's the honest thing. When you are going through, you don't want to hear all that, you know, pray and, and get into the presence of the Lord. And you don't want to hear all that. You just want whatever you're going through to cease. But I'm telling you, there's a comforter that the Lord has sent. You know, the Holy Spirit is there. We have to let our faith arise that we would not be strangers with the Holy Spirit. That it is our first and natural response to say, Holy Spirit, show me what to do. Holy Spirit, what is happening? Holy Spirit, how do I respond? Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Holy Spirit, give me knowledge that I can have confidence, you know, Godfidence. Lord, I pray right now, you know, that the people that are listening, that whatever they are going through, that you would cause them to grow confidence in you. Sometimes life is so very hard and we don't understand what's going on or why what is happening is happening. But I believe that nothing catches you by surprise. And that you are an expert in every area of life. And so God, I pray that the person that is listening right now, whatever area, Lord God, that they're holding on to, whatever area that the enemy is causing them to freeze, Lord God, that pain, that hurt, that sorrow, God, I'm praying right now that your all-consuming fire will completely separate them from that moment in time. And that they will remember your goodness and your greatness, and that God, you would create an opportunity for them to experience not only great faith, but great love and great joy. I'm grateful that God gives us the opportunity to come to him. I'm grateful that the Lord, it's never a period at the end of my prayer. It's always a comma. I'll be back. I'm not done talking. I'm not done talking to God and God's not done talking to me. And it's the same way with you. It's the relationship that we must foster. And that relationship causes us to have confidence. And we want to have confidence and we want the Lord to have confidence. The word of God says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know what is so um, amazing to me is that it doesn't say without sin. It is impossible to please God. It says without faith. So you can come in whatever way that you are. And it's not your sin that speaks to God. It is your faith. 
So I'm believing that God would help our areas of unbelief, that he would heal us and bring us closer to what he had in mind when he created us. He is the potter and we are the clay. And I am believing that God is definitely going to have his way. Beloved, I promise that if you truly have faith and you let God have his way, you will have, I mean, a life unimaginable. He, he's just great at what he does. You know, he is truly great at what he does. And so if you let him shape and mold you the way that he intended, you will be one of his greatest masterpieces. There's no doubt about it. <sighs> this this truly has filled my heart. Um, because this is what faith talk is all about. You know, faith. And when I tell you that my faith has been tested <laughs> and there were times where I felt like mm, I don't know if I passed that test and God is like open the book this is an open book test Samaya. beloved this is an open book test he's not hiding the answers he's not hiding revelation he's not hiding wisdom he is waiting to help us get to the next level he wants us to go glory to glory. I invite you today to go with me. Ah, this is Faith Talk with Samaya. May God bless you and may God keep you is my prayer. And as always, thank you for listening.